All right, guys, welcome to episode 131 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about Mission Impossible 3, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. <laughs> uh, we talk about, talk about Creed 3, talk about Resident Evil 4. We talk about um, the, la- or the Last of Us. We talk about Scream 6. Um, we talk about uh, a comedy show and how the opening act was literally the worst fucking comedian I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. <laughs> and then, then we also um, spend a little time at the end of the episode talking about the Oscars. But first... So what you been what you been watching what you been getting into? Yeah, so I have a, I guess I'll do two, okay. three sequels, two second sequels, two yeah yeah. Um, okay. I did um, Mission Impossible three, so it's March, mm-hmm. which means that I'm continuing my Mission Impossible series, and I did Creed three. Um, so Mission Impossible three, um, you and I, you know, we've talked on here before. It was pretty fun, right? Like it's it's yep. it's. I don't want to say it's night and day from the second one because the second one does have you know some good energy and stuff, but just immediately like you just see, I, I saw a tweet today that was like JJ you know his shitty directing in Mission Impossible three, and I was like look, the man is not very good at story, he doesn't really know how to do themes or overarching character arcs. Actually, we doesn't do like arcs, but what the man <laughs> can do is characters and action, right? Like, right. he can set up, like, if you watch the Star Trek movie, the first one, the 2009 one, he, like, all the characters are so fucking good. Like, from the ground running, they do little things that you I was about to say, actually, I didn't watch any of the ones that came after that, but that that's the, uh, you're talking about, like, the first one, the Chris Pine? Yeah. Yeah, the very, very first one with, like, the where the planet gets swallowed up by the, like, the black yeah. hole. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not into Star Trek at all. Never got yeah, into Star same. Wars. I know they're different. But still, like, I remember, like, we, we went and watched that movie, and I was like, yeah, this shit was kind of tight. <laughs> yeah, it was really good, right? Yeah, and, and and the best part are those characters, right? Chris Pine as as Kirk, and you instantly know who he is. Um, you know, he's eating the apple during the exam, so he looks like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like he does. He mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And then same thing with um the Force Awakens, the new, the first one of the newest Star Wars. He literally has like a little two minute scene where John Boyega and um, Oscar Isaac are like escaping from somewhere, and he crams so much character work in there that by the time you know when they when they get into that vessel. And they leave, you know exactly where they are. And so basically, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 3, I thought, was really good because of that. It was his first directing movie. And I think, you know, he, who um, Ethan Hunt becomes isn't there yet. I think this right. is a little mix between both. So you remember how in the, in the second one we were talking about it, I said, the movie tries to make him seem like the coolest motherfucker who ever lived, right? He's got the way, right. he does the action. This is somewhere in between. Where he starts right. to really get that sincere character, but he's, he's still the movie still tries to be like, oh my gosh, Ethan, oh my, right? <laughs> and I think that the movie exactly. succeeds of it, yeah. And uh, it looks great. And like, when, well, it's weird because like, if you were to watch like the the, have you seen any of the Transformers movies, the Michael Bay ones? I saw the first one. 
The first one is. is, is do you think that's the it. only one? But do you remember like what it looks like? Right, it's like sort of like sweaty. Like people look sweaty all the time. Like orangey. Because yeah, I mean, not to... to sound stupid, the like the overarching or not overarching, but like the most famous picture of the fucking Transformers movies is Megan Fox over the car and oh, the hood. sweat. Like, right, sweat. right. Like, at, so that's basically what the movies are writ large, right? Like, it's just like this like, sweaty and like the the the, the frames. They have this thing where, like, the, the corners are, like, sort of, like, darkened. It, it's a weird mm-hmm. sort of photography thing that they do. But anyway, I was surprised how much this one looks like those. Where I was like, wait, why does it look like those? Like, everybody's, like, sweaty and, like, and the saturation is way up and it's, like, super grainy looking. But I was like, eh, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it looks fine. But um, but anyway, so Mission Impossible 3, pretty good. Philip Seymour Hoffman is great. Almost. Um, he's he's incredible in this. He's incredible in it. And I wish the movie, he was in it even more. Um, rewatching right. it by the end, you know, they're in China, and I was like, wait, he hasn't even really been in it that long, right? Because he's in the Vatican and he's on the plane, and then they mm-hmm. hijack him, right? Or they kidnap him from the bridge, right? And that's kind of it until the very, very end, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, damn, I kind of I remember the movie having a lot more of him in it, which means, that, of course, he must have had a you know, really great impression when I first watched it for him to right. be in my mind like that. Um, the action sequences are pretty good. There's that great bridge one. Um, I texted you. I was like, dude, the Berlin, where they try to get out of Berlin, is like so energetic right from the get-go um, that um, it, it's like, wow, this is like instantly better than anything in two. It's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I... Um, shit, I was going to say something about three and the action scene. And it fucking slipping. Oh, I did, did you notice? So you've seen it, but you watched it last year, right? Uh, yeah. There was a little, little bit. There was a little bit that made Sydney chuckle that I never really noticed until now, and I was like, "Why did they do that?" So you know when they're in the Vatican, right? He does that little hook right. thing, and he puts it on his belt, and he's like running up the wall. Do you remember? It's like he's like, yeah, that sounds. And he's wearing like a, some sort of like plumber's outfit or something, right? And yeah. then he gets to the top, and he like lays on his back. He like lays on his back, turns to the camera, like looks into the camera. Yeah. And then he says, did you, did you talk about this? He goes, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Uh, yes, I think I did. And I did was you? like, I, I was like, this, why? Why are we doing this? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. I was it's like, like the spirit of Mission Impossible 2 just had to like tap the fucking movie. Exactly. He just like popped in and Sydney was like, what? Why did he say that? Who did he say? Because it's not like he, he's like, you know, he rolls up and he puts the thing in his ear or he like fingers to his ear and goes, I'm just standing on the wall. And Luther's like, what are you saying? He's like, oh, I'm just doing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, you're so funny, yeah. Ethan. Right? He just says it to the camera. To the camera. Right? Yeah, it's so like, fucking terrible. And it's not even like, I'm in, right? Like sometimes, the, or like, yeah. oh, I'm so good. Or like, God damn. You know, he says like a yeah. nursery rhyme. So I was like, <laughs> One that ends with what would be his character falling, falling off on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that whole Vatican sequence is so fucking good. Like, you know, they are all breaking in. And at first, you don't know what's going on. Like, be there at this time. Be there at that time. And they're like, oh, there he is. And they're, like, taking pictures. And they're making his mask. And then it, the scene in the bathroom where he, like, his voice is coming in. And he's, like, he's coughing at, yeah. the, at the guy. And he's, like, <clears throat> and the real him is, like, behind the door. And then he starts to say, I'm okay. And he says, like, I in Tom Cruise's voice. And he says, okay, in Philip Seymour Hoffman's voice. It's like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is so fucking good. <laughs> um, but the movie as a whole, I think, is really solid. I think I found myself remembering a lot more of it than I thought. And I don't think it reaches the heights of the later ones. So I'm excited for next month for Ghost Protocol and then Rogue Nation and um, Fallout. But it's still, it, it. you start to see the seeds of 
what makes them as good as they are now. Um, I think J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams stays on as producer through the rest. Um, so he still has a little bit of input, but I think him not being the director is what made these movies shine. And I think by the time that you get to five and six, that's when Tom Cruise is like, no, I know exactly what these movies are. And yeah. five and six, and I'm guessing seven and eight all have the same like writer and director. So I think they'll all have the same sort of vibe to them. But for this one, you can definitely see the beginnings of that sort of like really sincere Ethan Hunt and not like, oh, I'm the coolest spy ever, Ethan Hunt. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, this Mission Impossible 3, I'm excited for 4. Wh- which one did you stop at? All right. So I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, I watched Ghost Protocol and didn't get to 5. Okay. Because uh, Ghost Protocol is the first one with Jeremy Renner in it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So I, I definitely saw that one. Okay. Um, and then I, the, the next one, which would have been Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. I, I did not. I did not watch that one. Okay. Okay. Well, if you're interested, you could hop right back on in two months with us. But um, that's, I think that'll be the plan for sure. Yeah, you should. Yeah, because it'd be cool to, be, to both hop on and be like Rogue Nation, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so Mission Impossible three, pretty solid. I'm excited to get to four um, next month. And then, uh, so the next one is Creed three, and this one was also a really cool surprise. So this okay. one just came out this year, directed by Michael B. Jordan, starring him and uh, Jonathan Majors as like the his foil. I don't want to say the villain, mm-hmm. the antagonist, right? Because I think they, the movie yeah, does a good go. job of, of um, humanizing him. Um, and the movie was really great. Um, I think it has like great fights. Um, the pros are there for the fights. The performances are great. I think I sent you the thing at the end where I think if I would watched anime, I would have appreciated it a little bit more because he like does like these little nods at the end of the movie about like you know sort of anime based right um and the fights look great the performance is great the um, jonathan majors is great as like his his foil his counterpart um and the movie also looks great like he he shoots these scenes at night and some of them are flashbacks some of them are present day but he they all have like this like sort of like um you know at night when it's foggy and you see like a street light and it sort of glows, right? Instead of just like yep. shining, it like like and then the whole area back, it like amplifies the light. So yep. he does that a bunch of times, and there's like, these oranges that just pop, and these white lights. Wow, really? you know what, dude? Like this is your first movie. This actually looks really good. Um, yeah, I was just about to say he directed this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And it was his first movie ever. And I mean, he's you know he's been on a film set since he was like a teenager, right? So he's. Mm-hmm. What is it? He's 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 true to this, but he's not new to this, right? So he knows what to, <laughs> <laughs> what to do on set, and I'm sure he had you know good for some, uh, assistant directors and you know uh, photography um, uh, uh, cinematographer. Um, and so the movie looks great, the fights are great, performances are good, the story's good. The one thing actually that I think I kind of dinged it for is that it felt very rushed. It felt like you could have easily squeezed really? in another half hour. Which would make, which for me, like, you know, movies these days, I don't want to say most of them are two and a half hours, but I think the idea of a movie going two and a half hours isn't out of the question most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, 10, 15 years ago, movies were two hours flat. You better get in, get out, do your job, in and out, right? Transformers, Mission Impossible 3, um, Star Trek, two hours. Most of them are like right around two hours, 205. Now, if you make a sequel mm-hmm. or a big sci-fi thing, or even, you know, some sort of story thing, it's like two and a half. So Mission Impossible 6 is two and a half. Transformers, whatever the fuck came out with all the aspect ratios. I think it's like two and a half, right? <laughs> and um, even Creed 2, I think the first one was around two. The second one's, I think, like 2.15. And this one, I was like, oh, it's going to be like 2.30 because usually you need, I don't know, they just take up the time because they can. But this one's right around two hours flat. And yep. 
so something happens in so there, there's there's three fights i'm not gonna spoil who fights in each one but by the time the second one happens it's like an hour and a half into the movie and so in my mind as that fight wraps up i was like but we still have to set up the other fight and everything that sort of comes with that emotional like should I fight? Should I not fight? Oh my god, the weigh-in, you know, the the the, the conflict yeah. escalation, right? Like, don't do it, Rock. You're gonna die in that ring. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing, right? In Creed yeah. Two, have you seen Creed Two? I, I don't I remember. Have, yeah. You have, so you know, he gets to, the the bad guy gets disqualified in the early fight, about a third of the way through, and so the next yeah. two thirds of the movie are just set up for that big final fight, and it's like. How do I train? Who can I train with? Can I do it? Does my should my father like you know should I avenge my father? Am I doing it for this? You know what I'm saying? Oh, why am right. I doing it? You know, oh Stallone, he's gonna come in and he's gonna have like an emotional arc as well, and then Drago and his, you know what I'm saying? There's all this right. stuff, and the movie's good, but it takes all this time, and so by the end of the fight, you're invested. And I mean, I'm not saying that this one, you're not invested by the third one, but it does feel rushed considering how much like in your brain you go your your brain anticipates a big build-up for it but it does feel a little rushed um okay i could have easily seen this been into a two-parter but i can see that that's unlikely because it's weird you know michael b jordan is not going to come to the studio and be like i've got this idea it's a boxing epic we're splitting into two double the budget double the you know what i'm saying they're gonna be like the hell <laughs> yeah. out of my office all right this <laughs> is a, this is avengers infinity war we're making avengers exactly. end boxing game, yeah we need creed end boxing. Game. exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly because like three uh, creed one you know i had oscar nominations and made you know an okay amount of money and the second one i think did just fine amount of money right so mm-hmm. that's why i you know i was telling Sydney, i was like you know i i i I ding it, but I also don't ding it, right? Like, I go, you were too rushed, but I can see why. Because there's no universe right. where they would have ever been like, it's a two-parter, right? Right. Like, I think even John Wick, they wanted to do... And on top do... of that... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, John Wick, uh, uh, 4 and 5, they wanted to do it, like, back-to-back, but the studio was like, no, we can't do that. So, like, they can't even do it. Yeah, plus, like, something like this, like... Like you said, the, the first two weren't bad, but they weren't... I mean, they weren't Rocky 1 and 2. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and if you're Michael B. Jordan and this is your first time directing, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be like, I'm fucking making a three-hour movie and then yeah. it turns out to be shit and then everyone's mad. <laughs> right. Like, you... Like, what is it called? money. You... Maybe people don't ask me to do this again. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to... What is it? You Like, you like your career's over before it even started, right? Right. Um, but, uh, but it wasn't. I mean, the movie was a big financial success. It had the biggest opening out of, I think, any Rocky movie. It's going to end up making about, I think, by the time it's you know unadjusted for inflation, it's going to be the biggest Rocky hit, I think. Uh, I, okay. I need to check. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know if they'll do a Creed 4, but I'm excited to see Michael B. Jordan do other stuff. Because I think um, Coogler, he did the first one, Ryan Coogler, and he went on to do Black Panther. I think the first one's very understated, right? It's a, it's a boxing right. drama. And I think, the, not in a cheesy way, but in a more... How can I say a more showy film makey way? Um, right. This is to Creed One what Rocky Four is to Creed or to Rocky One. Right. Like you, you. I, mean, right, I don't know if right. you've ever seen them, but you can imagine. Right. Rocky One, just simple drama about boxing. It's a romance, and then yeah. Rocky Four is I'm fighting for America. We're gonna beat. The, you know right. what I'm saying? He like, ends the Cold War. Of, right. Exactly. It's that cheesy <laughs> sort of '80s. Like it's the most quintessential like '80s movie. Right. And I'm not yeah. saying that this is that sort of cheesiness, but I'm saying in terms of that sort of um, escalation of style 
this is that, where things happen during the final fight that you're like, whoa, okay, like that would have never happened in Creed 1. But it works because the movie treats it seriously and it's not cheesy. It's just much more um, flashy, more uh, aesthetically. It's flexing, Jordan's flexing his muscles more than I think uh, Kugler probably wanted. I mean, I'm sure he could have, but he probably wanted to be like, no, we're here. And we're gonna stay here because we're trying. I'm trying. This is the story I'm trying to tell. So um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. You know, I I don't know if I would want to see another movie with Creed. Um, like at the helm, not because he's bad. I just think um, you know, it'd be nice to switch it up. But I'm excited to see what uh, Michael B. Jordan does um, next. Like just him by himself. Yeah. One thing that I, I forgot, and I only the my dad sent me this clip, and I, he totally like it had nothing to do with Creed three coming out but it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because now that you've said it he sent me a clip of rocky three have you seen rocky three is that the mr t one it is the oh. one with mr t. okay all i know <laughs> and, so it's weird because like i've only watched rocky one and then rocky yeah. balboa the one where he's like old old and he's like mm-hmm. fighting back and then these creed ones but all the other ones i sort of just know through osmosis just like from being alive so all i know about oh, three man. is all that right. he fights mr t all right honestly like Man, all right. I I love sports movies in general. I don't know where you stand on sports movies. Just like as a like, um, I'm not saying you're like, oh, I don't like sports movies, but like, I'm more willing to buy into a sports movie kind of off the bat. Yeah. But like, honestly, Rocky two, II, three, and four are all incredible. Um, five is absolute garbage. Okay, <laughs> like, never. Yeah, I, that one I know nothing about. It's uh, it it's him versus uh, Tommy Gunn is the guy's name, and uh, it's a guy that he trained and brought up like they were both fighting and then they both like Tommy Gunn's up for I guess the title shot maybe or something while Rocky it, it turns the whole thing it's it's not very good but my, the clip from Rocky 3 um man there's a there's a I think it's from <clears throat> I think it's from this one there's a song there's a song by Ghostface Killer called The Champ and I'm pretty sure it's got a part uh, like w- from Rocky Three in it, like oh. in the intro. Uh-huh. Um, but if there's there's a part where like Clubber Lang, uh, Mr. T, yeah, he's like talking shit because basically Rocky's been ducking him, mm-hmm. not on purpose, and not even I don't know that Rocky even really knows. But like his trainer, I forget what his trainer's name is because mm-hmm. it's been a while. But he's basically just been scheduling all these bums to fight him for title shots, and like Mr. T's just been like. No, I should be next. And so, like, anyways, he, but he comes to this, like, press conference that Rocky's having. Rocky says he's going to retire, I think. And then Mr. T's like, you've been ducking me. Like, he's, like, in the crowd. And oh. he just starts yelling at Rocky. Uh-huh. And my the part that kills me, see, like, he talks shit to Rocky. And then he turns to fucking Adrian. And he's like, hey, pretty lady, you want to come back to my hotel spend some time with a real man? <laughs> you let me know. Oh, that shit killed me. And they sample that, uh, that bit in the song, or was it? Uh, it's not. It, it, they have a bit where I think I think it's from this. Uh, is the, his trainer named Mick? Yeah, Does that sound right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think it's a part in this movie where Mick is saying like, because Rocky takes the fight, and Mick's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna train you. Like, yeah, I, I'm, it's I'm it's retiring it's if you take this fight." Yeah. He and, it, and I think his whole thing, he's like, "You, you used to be like hungry. Used to be a like." the fighter you wanted to be the champ blah 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 but like you've lost all that like you're 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 still a great fighter like you're a great boxer but you're not a good fighter anymore i guess mm-hmm. was how i'd describe it right like he's got the technique but he doesn't have like the the will and he's like yelling at him i th- i think it's from this 
Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. But he's like yelling. He's like, you wanted to be the fighter. You wanted to be the champ. And then, like, that's how the Ghostface thing starts. It's kind of hype. But anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, I just uh, Creed 3 came out. And, like, unrelated, my dad sent me a clip from Rocky 3. Where he's like, hey, pretty lady, you want to spend some time with a real fan? You come back with me. This shit killed me. And then he was um, like, yeah. huh? <laughs> basically she they're also like because they've made it now because rocky's been the champ for a while rocky sylvester Stallone's wearing like a suit she's wearing like this like real nice i think like pink like jacket suit type deal and fucking mr t's in the crowd like uh sleeveless denim vest like in like, like all chains like, and yeah, like, like, yeah. this man is uncouth oh, oh <laughs> Oh god. But but really, two, three, and four are solid. Um two is really good. Four is like I'm gonna call it American classic the way Top Gun is. Like I don't know really how great four is, mm. but like it's iconic, so it's still yeah. really good. Um three is probably the weakest of them, but uh Mr. T's great. Yeah, it's like one like you know, like they're so good that they're better than most sports movies. They just yeah, not as good as the exactly two and four. Yeah. Cool, cool. So um so from that I yep. will. I'm gonna touch on two things because one of them's super short. Um, uh, as far as what I've been doing lately, I've been playing a shit ton of COD to try and get through the second season battle pass thing, and I finished that up this weekend, so nice. I'm done with that until the next season starts. Nice, nice. Um, how, how were were there any changes from season one that you were like, wow, that was actually really fucking cool? Because I know uh, not. They don't really make too many changes as much as they just kind of like they add a couple new maps, a couple new guns. Um, couple outfits and stuff like that but they don't make any like drastic changes i i take that back they make drastic changes to like the battle royale like warzone mode but mm-hmm. i honestly just don't play that very much so i couldn't tell you um what uh what changes were made or if they were good or bad but um overall i mean it was good uh they they add, one of the maps they added from old call of duty and it's fucking terrible and i hate it which one is um, it um and then the it's uh it's called dome it's not a super memorable one, but, like, I, I I saw it, and I was like, wait, I kind of remember this. And then I played it, and I was like, I think I like this. And then, like, the next three matches I played on, I was like, wait, no, I hate this. Mm. <laughs> the nostalgia worked for, like, one match. And then after that, I was like, oh, wait, no, this is garbage. Um, <laughs> You're like, but, uh, oh, wait, that's right. I see now. I remember now. So there was that. And then uh, speaking of nostalgia... Um, I mentioned to you, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it or play it at all, but uh, they released a Resident Evil 4 demo. I didn't get um, a chance to um, play it, but after you sent me that, that's when I started seeing the reviews trickle in about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your, tw- your I think your text and then um, those reviews, I was just like, oh, oh my God, yes. Yeah, so the uh, <laughs> the... So I actually figured it out that it had come out because there's a streamer that that fighting game streamer that I, I watch a lot. He uh, he's actually a super huge Capcom fan, which includes like Monster Hunter and Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. And so this this had come out. I didn't know about it, but I saw him playing it, and I was yeah. like, I was like, see, does he have like an early copy and he's just playing it? And then like I was like, then it hit. Then it was the the spot it was at. I was like, nah, like this this would be too convenient. Um, because the, he was in the village like when mm, he first mm-hmm. show up oh, and, yeah. uh, I was like, I was like, this is kind of like the first action set piece. Like it's way too convenient for him to be just playing this like kind of, and that's when I pop in. Um, so I looked it up in a demo it released. So <laughs> the thing I'll say is it looks fucking incredible. Like visually it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't played any of the resident evil games. 
mm-hmm. in a in a while. I think like the last one I really gave a chance to and played was five. Mm-hmm. Um, which is let's see when that is came that the out. Africa one? Or no, that's Africa six, it is. right? Oh, it is Africa one. No, it, yeah. Um, I haven't five two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Wow. Yes, I, haven't I haven't played, played one since 2009. I, I never, I, I think 4 is the only one I've ever played. I mean, and I loved it. I talked about it here, you know, what, last year or two years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't played any. I think I played it. What's the one that's first person that was like in a house in a in like a, a lady like chops off your arm? Biohazard, maybe? maybe? I think so, yeah. There's Resident, there's Resident Evil 7. Is it 7? That's 7. That's probably is, 7. Where your girlfriend's yeah, missing Resident or Evil something. 7. No, so 7... Yeah, seven is biohazard, and then eight is village. Um, oh, okay, they're not both village. first person, and I think you actually play the same person in both of them. Oh, uh, okay, okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I um I played a little bit of it, but I was just like I don't know. I just I was too it just stressed me out too much. I was like, eh, I don't know. I just play four. And four, <laughs> I like because it's like it's survival horror, but it's also like this pulpy sort of. It's got like a pulpy like like a guy you you fucking suplex people, right? So like yeah. so. Yeah. You know, anytime I was like, oh my god, it's actually kind of tense. You know, every time you go through a door. Oh, right, right, right. I think I always talk about how, like, you go through a door, and then you're like, oh no, there's a new motherfucker right on the other side. I remember I would be still sitting, like, I gotta get my ammo ready, right? I'm ready. And then you <laughs> walk through a door, and there's that, that, like, like, opening thing. Yeah. And then you're just in the next level. So I'd always be like, Martin Lowe. I'm like, oh my god, fuck you. <laughs> so, um, sorry, but anyway, sorry to interrupt. But yeah, so um, you said it's been a while. Did it feel, like, that different? I- or no and so that's kind of like what i was gonna tell you because i remember you were like i wonder how different it's gonna like play Mm -hmm. because it's been a long time and i was like honestly i think they just kind of nailed it with the first like resident evil 4 the first time Mm -hmm. i don't think the control scheme is gonna be vastly different and it's not it's damn near identical like they well remember on 4 it has that fixed camera thing i had to get used to it. it was so hard over the shoulder no no it was like um you move forward. I forget what it was. I think you move with one. It's hard to explain without playing it, but it's like, it's not like, you know how when you play any sort of person, you move with the left hand one and then with the right one, you sort of move the camera, right? And at this point, it's like second nature that people can just do that yeah. just from playing Halo or any game ever. But in four, when I played it on my PS5, when I bought the, you know, the version like last year, it's like you end up only using one of the sticks. Because you, like, anytime that you... Oh, yeah, yeah, you just move the left stick. Anytime you want to aim, you have to stop, aim, and aiming moves this. Then you can move the scope. You can't move the scope if you... I don't know, it's hard. It's, like, if you try to play it now, you'd be like, what the... like? Well, this is the same way. Oh, it is? You don't don't aim a gun until you stop to pull up your gun. Okay, all right, Um, okay. hmm, Interesting. I wonder... Yeah, and I... I, Because we talked about this. I think think that was, like, the the cleanest um, halfway point from, like... I mean, if you could run around like you do in God of War, mm-hmm. like, zombies would not fucking matter. You know what I mean? Right. You'd just be, like, juking Point. the shit out of them, like, in and out. And just, like, it's like that. Have you seen that gif? It's like, a, it's like a guy, a lady is on the left side, and then a guy is on the right side. I think it's from a Friday movie, or something like that, where he's, like, he's like doing, like... He's got those long, baggy, early 2000s pants, and he's, like, juking her, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. you could just do that to the zombies. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's what it would be. Yeah. So I think I think the reason they stuck with this, and also I think this is how it is in Resident Evil the 2 and I think 3, they did remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they adopted the Resident Evil 4 control scheme. Um, 
and I think it's just because it's the the perfect balance between not feeling too hindered because mm-hmm. the OG Resident Evils one, two, and three are fucking. I mean, they're tank controls. Like you, you like you, you move forward with one stick and left and right with the other, basically, and like you know what I mean. Like you can. It's just really hard to control. It literally controls like you would imagine, like a tank. You know what I mean? Like you stop and spin in one spot, or like you're running and then you hold it the other way, and he like kind of veers to the left. I remember um, being a kid it, and watching somebody play it, and it's like the camera's like in a corner of a room, and you have to like. Yep, they're all pre-rendered camera angles because yeah. you, um, which which is actually like uh, again, that's one of those things that like get shit on like now because you know there's obvious limitations, but like it back then. I think it was like really important for the game because like that's like the best way to give you scary set pieces, right? right like right. put the camera in one spot, like you can do whatever you want. Then you don't have to worry about someone like panning the camera the wrong way and they don't even see what happens, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Resident Evil 4 is like the decent balance between like being able to do what you want to do, but also like being hindered a little bit so that it is still tense. Um, Like, you you can't just freely, like like I said, like, juke the shit out of somebody. Um, But, anyways, same control scheme. Um, The, uh... It looks incredible. Um, Yeah, so you you play... The the demo is the village. Like, the lead up, the Mm -hmm. the walking into the village, and then that whole section with the village. Um, It is... I feel like they added way more fucking people to the village. <laughs> like, I, I oh, was, yeah. I was running around. I was fucking, I was like, I can't, I can't get away, bro. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it was, it was so many people. Like, I, like, I tried to stealth it first and like killed like two. You can do mm-hmm. stealth kills, which I don't know if you could do in the original. Um, but like, I did like two stealth kills and then like walked around like into this building and there was just a dude inside and he immediately saw me and alerted the whole thing <laughs> is it so the same di- is it like okay so like my you know, we've talked about it before are the dialogue is the dialogue the same it is people okay. were so happy about that so when i was watching the streamer okay. i mean some of it's probably a little different but i was watching the streamer and like at the end of like so you're you know you're going through the village and then it mm-hmm. like stops and you remember how the village stops right it's like the church bell rings yeah and everybody like in the center and everybody's like around you right yeah and they all just start walking to the church and at that moment the 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 twitch chat is like holy shit is he gonna say it please say it please say it do you remember what he says uh no no he's standing in the middle of the thing everybody goes to the church he's like where he he just says where's everyone going or where's everyone at he's like where's everyone at or no he says where's everyone going bingo like (laughs) and he says it and everyone's like yes i can't believe they kept it but i love it (laughs) everybody did the the, the, there it is there it is is. where's everyone going bingo (laughs) everyone was like damn i love it i'm Um, I'm so excited to play it i didn't realize how soon it was i guess because in movies i know like timelines and stuff and like i'm like oh that comes out in this time when you sent me that, and then like I said, I started seeing tweets about it. I went on Wikipedia and be like, "Oh, maybe May or maybe June." No, like by the time you're listening to this right now, it's already out. It comes out in five days. <laughs> right. That was, was the like, thing too. I saw the demo and I was like, oh, "Okay, getting people hype." And then it was like out in two weeks. I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, I was. Like, I was like, "Wait, why release like, the demo?" Like, <laughs> yeah, because I thought. Remember, you and I had seen. I think they did like some sort of what is it? The, the PlayStation. 
like some sort of convention or something, right? Uh, like yeah, yeah, I can't and, remember what it's called. And but yeah, you and I sent it to each other. Like, dude, they're doing that one next. Oh, four. Oh, I just played. Oh shit, hell yeah, dude, next year. And like I said, you know, I don't know. I guess you know, if if I was more hooked into gaming and gaming uh, Twitter and even Reddit or, or, or a Discord, I think I would be more attuned to like big things happening like that. Like, like for example, like yep. if you'd have been like. You know, last year, June, be like, Avatar 2, I'd be like, six months, can't wait, trailer probably drops in October, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess I'm more right. into movies, but still, I was like, holy shit, like, a week, like, right, like, a week, it, like, drops fully. So, um, I don't, I am in deep in the throes of wedding planning, so I don't know if I'll, I'll get it, A, because we gotta spend money on other shit, but then also, B, I probably won't have time to, but I'm excited to, mm-hmm. you know, buy it sometime this summer, and then just, you know, just take my time with it, not binge it, but, like, you know. Like an hour, but like explore everything, get all the ammo, you know, play it at a harder difficulty, maybe like take my full time yeah. with it. The yeah, it's uh, it like I said, it looks great. Um, they've they've clearly made some tweaks, uh, like smaller. I mean, like smaller things. For example, yeah. the guy that was playing it, he said there's like a tower, and in, in the village in Resident Evil Four, the original release, and you could like climb up the ladder in the tower and just basically shoot down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when you climb up the ladder, and this, when I saw him do it, he was like, oh, yeah, the tower, because he was getting rocked. He, like, climbs up the ladder to the tower, and then the level that you stand on shattered, and he fell back oh. down. And he was like, oh, my God, they took away the tower. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty And then there was, another, pretty there was another room where he was like, okay, if I go up here and go across, um, the only way to get in here is this one window. And mm-hmm. so he's, like, looking at the window, and then, like, all of a sudden the door just opens behind him because it's, like, actually, there's another access point. So, like, they clearly took away some of the stuff that they knew people were, like, abusing. Yeah. Um, which is just, like, it, it, it's, like, even if you knew it, though, it was still, like, oh, my God, there's another <laughs> door. Like, I wasn't especially, expecting it. Yeah, especially when you, like, are used to it, and then yeah. you just, like, uh, like, it's not there, right? Like, you just go, oh, oh, shit, oh, 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 it's, it's different. Um, I had a question about... Oh, I was going to say, I, one of my favorite missions in that game is the one, you're like in a house, and it's like a, okay. wait it out, we got to be in here for 10 minutes, right? And then motherfuckers start to come in through the windows, and there's like ammo, and you have to go upstairs and shoot them down. Yeah, That one I love, so I'm excited for that one, but um, no, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, it's been, I haven't played Resident Evil 4 since it originally came out, so like I can't. I don't remember, like, man, all right, so some of the, there's one part that I specifically remember, like, hating, mm-hmm. um, and it was, there's, like, a hedge maze, does that sound right? Yes, 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 because it's, like, it, it's, Inside, it's like, like, a castle, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, it's, like, for you, there's, like, you can see the other side, but for you to get to the other side, you have to go, trace all the way back, and then go the opposite way to get back to where you were. I literally had to, like, uh, like, um, what's it called, like, you just test it constantly being like all right well i want to get that thing so i'm gonna go all the way around the other side <laughs> back. um and i remember one time oh, one level that almost killed me i think i mentioned on here you beat a troll and i really beat i literally beat him just by stabbing his ankles for 10 minutes because i was out of it <laughs> and so i made it through and i was like thank fuck oh thank god thank god <laughs> and the next save point isn't right after or there's no ammo you have to climb up this like cave and there's like these like winged things that shoot shit at you so I'm literally uh. fighting for my life. I literally almost I was this close to meeting up because I was like, I just beat this troll. I have no ammo, and there's these winged things that you can't stab. You just have to have ammo somehow. So I somehow beat mm-hmm. it. But ooh man, I was fighting for my life there. But uh, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm so excited for this one. Um, I, I I can't wait. Everything I've seen, everybody's like, oh, you know, I, I spent 
50 hours on Resident Evil 8, and I've already spent 75 on 4, and it's only been out for, like, or I've only had it demoed for, like, you know, two, or, like, the advanced copy for two weeks or some shit like that. Yeah, the thing, so Resident Evil 4 will probably be great, because the first one was great. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I'm sad about is I feel like they're not going to remake Resident Evil 5, mm. because there was some controversy with Resident Evil 5 that I still, to this day, just seems like nonsense to me. But, um, like, uh, Resident Evil 5 had the best co-op because there's two like you play as chris redfield and this woman named shiva and i can't remember what her last name is Mm -hmm. but like they you go through the whole thing together so there was like a literal story co-op two people could play through Uh, and it was amazing it's like those heydays Um, of like gears of war 2 where you would always play with a buddy and you'd be like exactly me and dumb don't we don't go anywhere without the other one it's like okay yeah yeah it's like that but it was so fun to play yeah and and i really like it Resident Evil 5 tipped a little harder into the action versus the mm-hmm. survival. But, like, it was still super fun to play, but there was, like, a whole a whole thing of controversy because you're in Africa and people were like, oh, oh you got to kill the black people. And I'm like, I mean... And I'm sure they will. I was like, does that just mean, like, the game can never be in Africa then? Like, it's not like right. we're indiscriminately killing black people. <laughs> like... Oh, the zombie, you mean? Okay, yeah, sorry. Like, <laughs> like why do you have to go to Africa? And I was like, I... Can you just not? Um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I don't think they'll remake it. Um, a lot of people also, there's, I mean, Chris Redfield may or may not punch a boulder uh, in that game to like move <laughs> it. It's, it's really fucking stupid because it's like super mm-hmm. action here. But he has to move this boulder out of the way and like a super tense thing. I think a volcano is about to erupt and he's like pushing it, pushing mm-hmm. it. And then you have to start mashing a button and it's him like literally throwing uppercuts to this boulder to like get it to move it's so stupid but it's so it's the whole game's just amazing mm. um but yeah so anyways looking forward to resident evil 4 i'll probably play it i still have resident evil 2 to play the remake um so I, at some point i'm gonna get to all these but i'm i realize i'm starting to drown in games like i'm definitely not able to get to everything now. yeah I was, gonna, that, that's uh, all, so. yeah I was gonna say like it's a good what is it it's, like, it's a good problem to have it's a good yeah yeah rather than that than the other way cool cool Yep. So, all right. So, what you got? Um. So, do you want to um? Let me do Scream Six, and you want to tag team The Last of Us? Uh, I'll add one more in between that, but it's real short. So, go okay. Ahead. Yeah. So, I'll do Scream Six. Um, it was fantastic. So, I talked about rewatching, you know, one through six or one through five. Mm-hmm. Um, I love one. One's like an all time classic. One of my favorite horror movies ever, and it's like one of those where you go, "Wow, like this is what it can be," right? Um, and six is probably my favorite one since then, and it's definitely my favorite sequel. Um, okay. I think it looks great. The actors, I think, do a much better job in this one. It's the same ones from the last one, but they're much better. It's like a new, a new core group of, of uh, characters. Um, okay. Ghost faces in New York, and so that you know, there's like set pieces. There's one on a subway, one in a bodega, one in like a big fancy apartment, one in like you know, like a little tiny you know New York apartment with roommates and shit. So like, it, it hits all the cylinders of what you would think would be like you know, a, a New York based ghost face. Um, mm-hmm. And it's scary and the, and the kills are really violent. And, and I definitely at the end when it's revealed who the killers are, you know, I had a big grin on my face. I was like, Oh hell yeah. Right. And, and um, so, yeah, so I think if you are a, if you're a fan of scream, I mean, like you've already seen it or you, you're like, should I watch it? I don't know. Rush out to see it. Cause it's the best of the sequels. Um, if you've never watched any of the screams other than the first one, you m- might be, 
a little confused. I think it'd be worth to watch Scream 5 or read a summary on it. Because I think that's the one where they were like, all right, whole, you know, Ghostface, but a whole new team of teens, whole new team of like rules. You know, it's like, a, it's like you know, it's like watching a sequel, right? right. It's like watching Creed 2 without having seen Creed 1 because you watched Rocky movies. It's like, well, you should probably watch Creed 1, right? Because you get who right. these people are, right? Because I think the movie doesn't go previously on the scream franchise yeah. right they they pretty much just hit the ground running it's like you have to know who these people are and what happened in the last one um but yeah fantastic kills really great sequences it's all filmed really well um the opening sequence is like like my favorite since the original i think that something happens halfway through where i was like wait what are they do oh you motherfuckers right so um, I had a fucking blast. I have two friends who are really, they're huge Scream fans and they both loved it. Yeah. And they were like texting me when they came out, they were like, that was incredible. Oh my God. And so I think if you're a Scream fan or even just a horror fan in general, I think you're going to love this one. Um, I gave it a four out of five. Um, because I think it's the, I think there's no way other than Scream one, which I think is like a four and a half or maybe even a five because of how good it is. I think there. this is the ceiling for a Scream movie. I think there's no way that it, it could get any better because it's the peak of what this kind of franchise movie um, can be. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a Scream 6, four out, of, you know, 4 out of 5. If you're a fan, watch it. If you're a fan of horror, watch it. If you are a casual you know, fan or you don't really care for them, I think you would like it. I'd Like I said, I just would probably watch um, Scream 5 before, just because just you, know, you need that. You need to know who people are. You can't. You're like, wait. So who's this girl? Right. She's got a sister. And they, <laughs> wait, they wait. Well, these people also are in New York. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be lost because right. you want to enjoy the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, what's the what's the little short one that you have before the last one? Uh, so yeah, I actually have never seen any of the screen movies. Um, oh, so, I think you should watch so I... Scream One. Is uh, I think at this point, did you watch, did you watch Scary Movie? Yes, the first first one. I think if you were to watch it's been Scream forever, movie, but. I think even then, you, I think you'd probably watch the first one and you'd be like, "Oh, that's that's okay, right?" And I yeah, think... I know, I know a little bit about it, like just like mm-hmm. you said, because like it's it's been around forever, so like, yeah, I know, I know some of what it is, but like I don't honestly, I couldn't even tell you like the. I mean, I know the main twist is that it's it's <laughs> the call's coming from inside the house, right? Like that, yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't even remember who's who. Like I couldn't tell you which of the people right, is right. the 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 killer. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, the first one's fantastic. It still holds up. You know, you can look, you can watch it now and be like, okay, that was pretty solid. But back then when it came out, it, like it changed the game. Right? It changed everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it still holds up. That's a nice thing. Um, two, three, three two, three, and four. I think, um, I, time is short. You know, you're swamped with games. I always give you movies. I think the first one, if it got to October and you're like, I need a nice you know, not super violent, scary movie. I think Scream's the game. Um, but I think if exactly. you're listening to this and you're like, I have a bunch of time, watch them. But I don't know, you know, like I said, it's kind of like being like, I love Grey's Anatomy. Start it. And it's like, that's 250 episodes. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Right. Like, it's yeah, just right. Like, like, I could watch six Scream movies, but also Ted Lasso started. Exactly. Also, Ted Lasso started. Yeah, right. And, and you Barry are be... coming out. <laughs> exactly. And, like, I think if you want to be part of the, like, just sort of natural conversation and, and, um, you know, be talking, you know, speak to humans about things that are happening to humans right now, I think it's more likely yeah. that they're going to be watching Ted Lasso, Succession, other shows like that, rather than, oh, you know, Resident Evil 4, rather than Scream. Two, right so 
But yeah. I think you should, if you have a chance in the future to make time for Scream 1, I think it's 100% worth it. Cool deal. So the thing, uh, the, the small thing I was going to talk about is uh, one of my one of my gifts for my birthday um, was actually tickets to a Joy Co- uh, Joe Coy comedy show in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So that was this past Friday. Went there at the Bojangles Coliseum. Which oh nice. Have you ever have you ever been? That's where I haven't the been. But I know where checkers, it is. Yeah, the checkers. Yeah, yeah that's where the checkers play. All right, so the thing is, the outside of it looks hideous because it's just yes. straight fucking bright-ass yellow and red. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, off of a highway. Um, it's, like, right off of a... Like, not a... Yeah. Independence the benefit I would give it is there's there's fucking so much parking. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, parking was included with the ticket, and, like, they had people directing all the parking. Like, you would just pull into the Coliseum, and they just had, like, dudes at every turn, like, being like, go here, go here, and then pull you mm-hmm. into a lot, um, which yeah. is nice. Um so yeah, anyways, we went there and like, mm-hmm. all right, so the, the thing is, I was a little worried because I had, there was like a, I saw Joe Coy on like a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy seems like pretty funny, seems pretty cool. And like, so then I watched like two or three of his, I think he had two specials on Netflix at the time. I watched them back to back and I was like, this dude's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's Filipino and like a lot of his first two specials are like, kind of around that um mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't feel like it, i don't know it was it was still universal enough that even me not knowing many filipino people like it you know what i mean it's still funny yeah. um but so the thing that i was worried about is that was like a year two years ago and mm-hmm. i hadn't heard this man in anything at all like i hadn't hadn't heard him say anything his name has not popped up like and like i just hadn't heard from him so mm-hmm. i got the tickets and i was like all right, and so like this could be really good, but also could could go off the rails, right? Like like I, the fact I haven't heard for uh, about him at all, maybe you know, is because he fell off. Uh, you right. know what I mean? But whatever, whatever. Like I'm gonna try and go into the open mind. So we get yeah. there, the opener comes out, mm-hmm. bro. This dude is Ooh, literally. No. All right, listen, listen. People in the crowd were laughing. This oh. dude was the worst comedian I've oh, ever no. fucking listened uh, to in my whole entire life. Uh, Bro, I, no bullshit. Probably did, what, 20 minutes, 25 uh, minutes? Bro, because that's like what an opener's expected yeah. to do. Bro, just, not even a smirk out of me. Like, uh, I literally was just like staring. Like, the whole time I was like, yeah, my neck kind of hurts because I'm turned a little bit to look at mm-hmm. this dude. This is not worth it. <laughs> was... It was. Well, so you said other people were laughing. Was it like like real laugh or was it like ha 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 like? Pity I don't laugh? know. It it may okay. have been real laugh. Like here's oh, the thing. It could have been real laughter. Mm-hmm. If it was, I have no idea why. Like I like I literally <laughs> like like people were laughing and I was like, it sounded real, but I'm like, ain't no way all these people think this motherfucker's funny because it like and it wasn't a lot, right? Like just to be clear, yeah. once Joe Coy came out, like I realized how much louder the the place could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was just like literally like not one smirk bro i come there i'm like come in with an open mind this dude comes out he said i'm like bro this shit is not even remotely funny like this shit is not even a funny thought that's executed poorly this shit's just yeah, dumb it's just bad. like yeah. and i like i would keep turning around so so we were on like if you're on the stage we were like one level up on the left you know what i mean like if you're on the stage looking out so like we're, i'm turned to the right and kaylin's in the seat to my left. So she's like almost behind me, if that makes sense. Like when I'm looking mm-hmm. at the, the stage, she's like kind of behind me. So I'm like looking and I'm like, 
boy, this is not good. And I like a couple times, like turned to look and see, like she's like got the same facial expression I do. Mm, do like, I'm like, God, I'm dude, like you really oh, are this my wife. Is trash. It's <laughs> 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 so like, so then he comes off, and I'm like, I turned to her, I was like, that's the worst shit ever. And she was like, yeah, it was terrible. And I'm like. I hope to God. And I told her before we came in that, like, I'm a little nervous because I haven't, like, basically the whole spiel I gave to open this. I was yeah. just like, and so I turned around, I was like, I'm getting nervous. And she was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then, and then he comes on and he's great. He's like fucking, it's, it's a lot of energy, super, like, funny, great, nonstop. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing is, is I'm, like, laughing the whole time. And, like, I get to a point where I'm like, all right, the reason I get to this point is because I've been sitting on my wallet and my ass starts to hurt. And I'm like, I feel like I'm sitting here for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, this has been going... And then, like, no shit. Like, maybe five minutes later, he's like... Uh, he, like, finishes a joke and he's, like, sitting there. And he's like, oh, just so you know, you guys can leave whenever you want because my my one hour was done 30 minutes ago. I'm just up here, like, having a good time. <laughs> like, nice. And I'm like, oh, shit, he has been up there for, like, an hour and a half. And then he was up there for, like, two hours. Just, oh. like, going, and it was great the whole time. And I was that's like, awesome. that shit's, that's, like, makes your ticket worth it. Like, that right, first right. guy was trash, easily, but, like. <laughs> easy, like, you know, like, you could easily have been, like, and that's one hour. Good night, folks. I gotta go. And he gets in a car and fucks off. And, I mean, that's how, like, Tom Segura's was. It's not so much that he was, like, you could tell he was counting down the clock. But, like, I don't know, you, from what I've heard from comedians, like, you create your hour as you go, right? You tour, you practice stuff. Once you get the hour down, you're just like perfecting that hour that's going to be on a network or you know what I mean, like Netflix, right, right. whatever. And so, like, I mean, he probably had a finish at an hour, and then he just kept going, and so I didn't notice. Um, but I mean, it was great. Um, yeah, he he did like some crowd work. It was it was all really good. So, um, if you ever have the chance to go see Joe Coy, really solid, really really good nice, time. Nice. Um, you know, you're talking about somebody bombing, and I, and I mentioned on here before, you know, Louis Black, he used to come to campus when I was in school, and he he was always really good about uh, giving local stand-up comedians a chance, right? So if we went, right. he would he would do his thing, but he, all of his openers, they weren't, nobody was famous. They were all just, you know, kids on campus or local comedians, and, you know, bless them, right? Because they were ranging from pretty bad to above average. But I think I've told you right. one before where that guy did that, uh, you know, uh, that joke about the, the airplane, the black box, right? And it just tanked. And I, uh, yeah. you know, it's that sensation of wanting to, you want you something to swallow you up and eat you up right there. Because you just, it's not yeah. because you feel bad for them. You just hate being in that sense, in that room with that sort of secondhand embarrassment. You're just like, oh, why did you right. say that? I want to get out of here. I, you know, <laughs> um, so I yeah I've been there. You explain that I just imagine the guy being like yeah what's the deal with airplane food and everybody's like ha, bro ha, he ha, kept ha. he kept coming back to he kept bringing back this recurring joke that was awful it was not good like it'd be like you know how like that's a thing comedians do right they recall yeah. back to like the same to like to piece it all together right to yeah. give it like the the legs yeah bro, he kept like doing the... it to this one thing that I thought was dumb and I was just like. It'd be like if your boy, like, every four jokes is like, and what if a black box? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, why the whole plane, man? I, like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, or that, like, you know, let like that old, shit die. <laughs> the old, what is it, the, the redneck comedy tour thing or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's your son, or like, get her done. Yeah. Or what was the other guy? Or like, you might be redneck. You know, like, yeah. Okay. 
Which is funny now that I think about it, because the the one that like didn't really have a, like a joke that they just did over and over again like that was Ron White out of those four, and mm-hmm. like he was actually my favorite. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah, and he always was the first one, right? It was always Larry the Cable Guy was on so. last. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. Well, good thing he's on last. Change the clicker. Um, <laughs> cool, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I, I don't, I've never seen any of uh, oh. Joe Coy's bits, but I do know, like, I know of him. I've seen, like, you know, like with anything else, if anybody's big enough, they sort of, you know, bleed into the regular yeah. popular culture, right? Like, I don't know much about, um, you know, like golf, but I know some golfer names just because they get so big that you just kind of come into the, the, the zeitgeist, right? So but I've seen, I've heard of him just like, like him, like Tom Segura. Who was the other guy, Tom Segura? Um, the, the other guy that I always mix up with Bert. him. Bert, yeah, Bert Kreischer. Yeah, yeah. Bert so Kreischer. like that. Like yeah. these guys that just kind of, you know, lead into the general knowledge thing. So I, I had heard of, of Joe Cole before. But I've never, like I said, I've never yeah, seen Yeah, so like before. one thing that threw me off uh, a little bit, um, but it's like kind of cool, is that like, so early on, like he, he asked, like he's talking about like parents, kids, and blah, 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 right? And he like, mm-hmm. he talks to this one dude in the front uh, and he's like, you know, what's your name? Sean. And he's like, all right, you two. He's like, these are your parents? Yeah. And so like, thing is he kept coming back to like he would tell a joke and he would like and that's why you need to clean your fucking room sean like it would be like this whole like you know what i mean like he wouldn't address sean for like 10 minutes of his joke and then he'd like throw it back and it was great and, but i was like what are the chances that this dude's just like sit there right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, i'm a little cynical you know what i mean like especially how much he kept coming back to it you know what i mean i was yeah, like yeah. is that just a guy that like works for him and like you know what i mean like they just set him in a spot and he just could, or it's not even a real dude like he just oh what's your name and like somebody's like john he's like fucking bob you know what i mean like he just ignores him and just comes up with his own shit yeah um but then no bullshit he did it with like two other people right at the end of the show he like got two other people involved so like at the end of the show he takes off his hat and throws it to one of them and then the another guy like throw he's like give me another hat and the guy like gives him another hat he throws it to this dude and he throws one to Sean and like then as we were leaving like Sean was there like waiting to do like a meet and greet with him so I'm like oh that's a real fucking dude like that's not a plant <laughs> like like, uh-huh. like and. One, not that it's that big a deal, but like I don't know how it happened because we were on the second level. But like as we we come down the steps and we're trying to get out the door, like Joe Coy and his people like come out like five foot from me, like come out in front of us and like cut down the hall. Like he's like right there, he's like fist bumping people and he just like you know he leaves. Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, that's that's kind of dope. Like my man was just yeah. walking through a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it, it was, it was good. He was great. Um, nice. definitely give him a watch if you can. He's got like three specials on Netflix. I don't nice. know if I've watched the last one, but they're the ones I've seen are all great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check them out. Yeah. All right. So, uh, onto the big, the, the big, uh, what's the word looking for here? Main event. Fish. The big Main fish. Event. The big, the big, uh, pop culture. The Moby Dick. Um, <laughs> uh, which is The Last of Us. Um, the season one of the show, um, it started, I mean, it just finished, what, like a week ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. At the time of recording. And, uh, you know, we both played the game. Um, so just wanted to touch on and see, like, what what you thought. What you thought yeah, about yeah. the show. 
Yeah, so you and I had talked about a little bit about the season premiere or the you know the series premiere back when it premiered back in mid January, and we were both impressed. We, we both really liked it, and so I just wanted to talk about you know sort of your thoughts about the whole season and and what um, you know Kaylin thought and, and and sort of what people who hadn't played the game you know that you talked to on your end sort of thought about it. Um, so overall, I probably give just just straight up just I probably give the season like an eight out of ten, and I wish. I could erase the game from my mind so that I could have an honest yeah. opinion about the show because I, I don't know if it's an eight out of 10 because I'm like, I've seen this before and it's, you know, it, it, it follows it so closely that I'm like, does my brain go, this has already been happening. You know, it's like, I already saw it. It's like a remake, but it's like a, it's like a, such a close remake that I'm like, my brain immediately goes, not good remake straight up. Right. Yeah. But it's so well made that I'm like, I can't give it less than an eight. I can give it more where I'm like, that was groundbreaking television, right? Like, that was Barry season three. That was the best of the best. But maybe for right. somebody who had never played the game and didn't know anything about, oh, it's about, like, post-apocalyptic end of the world stuff, maybe that's there. Like, whoa, that was the best show I've seen in years, right? Um, right. So, uh, yeah, but what, what did you think? What was, like, your overall? I would give overall... it, like, an eight and a half out of ten, I think. Yeah. Um, the, and I think maybe that extra little half point is, like, you know, I think is is uh, the extra half point is they did make some small, some very small changes, and, and or maybe not even changes, but they they expanded upon some things that you don't really see in the game, right? They gave mm-hmm. a little more life to the world around the characters, mm-hmm. um, and and one thing uh, that I will say to anybody that decides to watch the show or has watched the show, the they do a companion podcast with uh, the guy who voice Joel in the game and mm. then the guy who created the game and wrote the game Neil Druckmann and the director or the showrunner of it uh Craig Mazin mm. um and uh they're that that podcast is great and I think the thing I like about it most is that I there were times I came away from an episode and was like that was really good and then I would listen to the podcast and like all right, so like one of the all right, you sent me this is a fucking throwback here to like try and link this together, but you sent me a video uh, from Patrick Willems about how to uh, dissect movies, right? Oh, um, yeah. So one of the things he says early on is that he didn't get it, like he he just like so the thing he says, and this is the problem I've always had up until very recently, which is that like people will talk about like oh, the subtext of this is that the author was pointing to this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but the author never says that, and I sometimes feel like we're attributing too much to this author. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't think that they wrote this intending to get this subtext across. In what Patrick mm-hmm. H. Williams is, it's Patrick H. Williams, right? Is the name? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what, what he says in the video is that, like, it doesn't matter. That's, like, the thing he had to get through his head, which is, like, the struggle I had, is that, like, it doesn't matter whether it was intended or not because there are subconscious things that like we may see or maybe a part of our life that we don't see but are there and and also like he says everything that's done is a choice like like even if it doesn't seem like one like Mm -hmm. if you had this done if you shot this scene at four o'clock in the afternoon versus 10 o'clock in the morning it's like that may just to you seem like 
you know, whatever. It's just a time of the day. Right. But he's yeah. like, but there's a reason, even if the director doesn't think there's a reason, he had to make the choice to shoot or write that as being at 4 p.m. And so exactly. we have to assume, we have to come up with a reason, well, we don't have to, but there could be a reason why that matters. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, well, they, they just... Be, just to touch on that a little bit, you know, I, I feel like all the whole of film criticism can be summed up with that, um, the, the you know, the, the Tyler Creator meme. He's like, what made you go with that verse? <laughs> right? like, <laughs> yeah. All like, it's just literally that, right? Like, right. you could be like, what made you go with it, right? Because Tyler Creator says that line and he's trying to get a line. And he's like, wait, so what, wait, wait, what are you trying to say here? And wait, did you mean to say that? Right. So that's one. Yeah. And I know exactly what you mean. He's like, everything is a choice. That's what I, that's. <clears throat> When I tell Sydney, I'm like, these people watch these movies a thousand times when they're putting it together. So anytime that I'm like, why did they go with that line? Or why did, why is that sort of like a hanging chat where I'm like, why? Like that that's the fun part for me where I'm like, but why? And if it's if it's something that I keep seeing in different movies, like a freeze frame, like they use freeze frames online, I'm like, what are you trying to do with freeze frames? That's like I want to see it. Um, it always reminds me of this bit where um Steven Spielberg is being interviewed by James Lipton, you know, on inside the actor's studio or whatever. But yeah. for some reason they have Spielberg on there. But <clears throat> And he tells him, he's like, I want to hear your thoughts, Spielberg. In Close Encounters of the Third Kind, <clears throat> um, the humans connect with the aliens that are visiting using like these like signals that sound like music from computers. I don't know if you have you ever seen that movie, Close Encounters? I have not. And he goes, and she's, you know, the movie at the end, you know, they're trying to make contact with aliens, but they don't know how. And so they come up with this like little um, thing where they play on a computer, but it sounds like an organ. It's just like, or something like that. Yeah. And he says, he's like, do you think you did that because your mother was a pianist and your father was a computer engineer? And Spielberg goes, you know, I worked on that movie 40 years ago or something. He says something to the effect of, I worked on that movie so long ago. And this is the first time that that has ever clicked with me, that anybody has ever told me that. <laughs> and that I've come to the realization that I subconsciously, because he wrote it, he's like, I subconsciously did that, where my mother was a musician, my dad was a computer technician, and I put those two together. In, you know, it's what the Fablemans is about, right? They got divorced, right. and he wanted to write a movie about people who use these things from his past to communicate with one another and mend fences and bond something that seemed so distant. And he goes, that's the first time anybody's ever said that to me. Or the first time it's ever clicked in my head that that is something that I did without even thinking about it. Right. Yeah, and so, like, without that information, that just seems like a random piece of the movie, right? You're, yeah, he like, just chose like, to do yeah, computers. They're, they're just, it sounds cool, right? Yeah, there's a music. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, like, but you get a little information. It's like, oh, sure, maybe that is what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's so, cool how that influences, like, you know, Spielberg, the greatest living filmmaker, one of the greatest living filmmakers, he just is still subject to the subconscious, just like the rest of us. Yeah. So, anyways, the thing I like about the podcast, about The Last mm-hmm. of Us, is I will walk away from an episode going, this was a really good episode. And then I get to hear, and, and this is a little less of, like, the subconscious part, but, like, I get to hear the showrunner and the guy who wrote the game mm-hmm. um, talk about, like, some of the little like through lines that they put there on purpose and -hmm. like what we're trying to get across with these and like i think a lot of them are things that uh we've talked about this but like they're things i felt but like i didn't articulate right like like Mm -hmm. i it, it makes the episode feel a certain way but like i couldn't tell you that it's that through line that does it but it's it's very interesting to hear them talk and say like 
well, we did this because this, and we think that it gets this across. Or like, so we, I mean, I don't know, we'll probably talk about it here in a second, but like, uh, much like you said, wish could erase the game from your memory. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. the the biggest problem with the knowing the game for me was the final episode, um, mm-hmm. the finale. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was a scene that I did not like. Um, and, well, I still stand by that I do not like it. Um, I listened to that episode of the podcast, and I, at the very least, heard them explain why they made the choices they did, and was like, I see what you were shooting for, and I'll give you credit for that, because, like, maybe you got some of it, but I don't know. Like, I did not feel that way about it. Um, And also, again, because I have that pre-existing knowledge of what it's supposed to be, like, Maybe that's the reason that it didn't hit me right. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. if Kaylin listened to the podcast and they said that and she was like, yeah, that's kind of like how I felt. And I'd be yeah. like, maybe that's, maybe that's what would be the case. Exactly. But for me, yeah. it, it just didn't feel right. But even still, I liked hearing them say why they made the choices they made and what they were trying to do with those choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I feel the exact same way. I think as I was watching it, they say, we changed this, we changed that, like, especially with the changes, with the results of changes. And they'd be like, well, we changed it because, you know, in a TV show, you can do this and this and this. And every time they said that, I was like, that's exactly how I would. Like, I'm not to say that I would have done it that way, but I'm like, that's exactly what a normal, like a person who understands it gets it right. Like, like, yeah, you never go, well, that's dumb. You just did that for the thing. Everything they changed wasn't like, well, you know, we thought it'd be really cool. It would look cool. It was always it just makes more sense. Like the sports, right? Like just, just as an example, right? He'd be like, well, it wouldn't make yeah. more sense because in a video game, you go into rooms and you're just kind of in one, you know, you're with one character the whole time or like, you know, it's very like streamlined. But here, it wouldn't make sense because we have to go in and out of rooms and you got to go back and you got to do this and do that. It wouldn't make sense to have that. And you go, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, duh. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that's and why I like, like the, the podcast as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they'll talk about like uh, <clears throat> expanding upon what happens uh, with that fucking the qz that uh fedra loses control of yeah um mm -hmm. they're like you know when you get there in the game all that's already happened and we're only with joel and ellie so like you don't get any of that info exactly um and so we decided we could do that now and then uh there's you know the beginning of the finale um there's a scene that is not in the game i don't believe um because I didn't play the DLC for the game, but with Ashley Johnson. Oh, um, that's not in that. Yeah, that's a whole, whole, new, whole cloth, yeah. like brand new scene. And and there. oh, and one thing that was that was kind of cool though is that uh, like in the podcast, Neil Druckmann's like, you know, when you make a game and you make like a whole world around what's happened, he's like, you write out way more than you'll ever show, and so he's like, mm-hmm. we had this info, like. It's not something that we just made on the spot for the show. Like when we wrote it, like this is what happened. You know what I mean? Like, like we yeah. had, we knew this is what happened with Ellie and Ellie's mom. Right. Um, exactly. It's, just it's like never they... had the opportunity to show you because it doesn't make sense to show right. it in the game. I feel like um, the, a lot of people think that in games and movies, it's like they wrote exactly what's on the page. Maybe a couple of you know vestigial little bits here and there. But in reality, it's like, no, we have, like, what you see is probably, like, 10% or 20% of everything that we've done, right? Like, you always, yeah, yeah the, I think dumbest, the dumbest example for me, in my opinion, where I'm like, well, this is still stupid. But, like, the, the whole idea that, like, from, from my understanding, I, I feel like I've heard this before and I don't know it myself because I'm not. But, like, I feel like people have told me that, like, uh, God, what's his name? 
Tolkien has like an yeah. actual like language for elves and like he like made it and I'm mm-hmm. like that seems dumb but like the idea is still like he didn't put the fucking glossary in there and make you translate it you know what I mean like right. it's just like he builds the thing so that when we bring it over it doesn't feel piecemealed it feels right, like a right. real thing that exists yeah it's like you want to like same thing with like um what's his name like George Martin right like he he has all these things right. but then he's like I have so much shit I literally wrote a whole other series because I had just back, it just kept filling in, right? And it's just like, well, this guy needs to be connected to this guy, so let's just branch those out. And like, and there's right. these religions, and there's this, and there's that. And I'm sure they have that with The Last of Us, right? And he kept saying that, right? Yeah. And Neil Druckmann goes, you know, when we came out with the first one, we had these ideas for an online game, and then had a, and a comic book, and a graphic novel, and a TV show, and yeah. like a scene for the thing, or like a scene for Comic Con. Like they had all these things that they, he basically goes, we had all these ideas, and none of them went anywhere except for, <laughs> except for Left Behind or whatever the DLC is called. Yeah. And so now we're just using those ideas and popping them up now. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the one th- the one negative of the podcast I will say is that um, man, all right. So like I remember someone telling me that Deez Zamero's podcast they had a hard time telling who was who when they first started watching it, mm-hmm. and I didn't have that problem. This podcast, bro, oh, like yes. it took me till like four or five episodes. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers sound the same. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think. The only reason I knew what Craig Mason sounded like is because I listened to the Chernobyl podcast when that came out. Oh, okay. When that, like, what, two or three years ago, or I guess 2019, four years ago when that show came out, I listened to the accompanying podcast with that one. And so that's the only reason I knew who, like, what Craig Mason sounded and, like. Or else I would, I think fair, I would have been on the same page. He's the first one I was able to pick out because he has, like, a little more of, like, a inner energy to his voice. Like, it's a little more energetic sounding when he talks. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Troy Baker and Neil Druckmann both kind of have this like deep, um, deep, you know what I mean? Like it kind of like goes along real yeah. slow. Yeah. And so like, I'd say episode th- two or three of the podcast, I was able to pick out Craig, but then like Troy and Neil would start talking. I'd be like, I can't tell. Like there was one time <laughs> I was so sure I was listening to Neil talk and then uh-huh. Neil started talking and he said who it was. And I was like, fuck, All right. <laughs> I was like, fuck who was talking this whole time. Uh-huh. Um, no, that's why yeah. I, I listened to the the slash film cast from like or I think now they're called just the film cast. And one of the hosts, the main host guy, he every time he talks to or he asks a question or he talks to the other host, he says their whole name. And yeah. people always ask like in every few years he goes, All right, I get the question again, it's time for new listeners. The reason I do that, it's an old radio thing. Because people don't, you know, who people have listened to like I could listen to all their voices and know exactly who they are and know exactly what they look like. But if you're a new listener, like you said, they all sort of merge together. And so that's why anytime he goes you know, it's like if I asked you, like, oh, you know, Mission Impossible 3, you know, you know, it was great. You know, Tyler Cribs, when you watched, what did you think? Right. And every time I talk yeah, to right. you, I ask you a question. I'd be like, oh, you know, Resident Evil 4. Tyler Cribs, when did you play Resident Evil 4? Like, what did you, what were your, what yeah. do you remember? You know, so that's, he says he does that so that that doesn't happen. Where you're listening to it and you're like, wait, was that Jeff? Was that David? Oh, wait, no, it was the other guy, right? So, like. Right. I always thought that was it. Yeah, no, I was, I was struggling. I was struggling early on. <laughs> like, That's Troy Baker being a bad host. You need to be... You know, so uh, you're what do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so anyways, the podcast added enough extra stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that increased the... Uh, man, all right. So it's probably not fair to say... I would say I think the show's an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um I would say the podcast, like, brings it to a nine, I would guess. Like, I, and I don't want to say, like, I'm not saying the show's better because there is a podcast because it's not fair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be like, well, that's a podcast. Right. It's like, if you were going to be that good, you should just. It does add a little it. bit. Um, yeah. So, and you I think can't that's help fair. it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean the and and maybe maybe like you said, maybe without knowing what the game was and knowing the things that were going to happen and why I was going to feel certain ways about certain things, you know, yeah. maybe maybe it's a ten out of ten. Um, right, exactly. Yeah, because like because they... to be fair, even the things that I knew were coming were all still like great. I guess and uh, they like, were that's really not well a... done. Right, like, and I didn't feel. Let's put uh, episode seven or eight. Fuck, I don't know the the one with uh, that Troy Baker's actually in. Uh, um, the, oh, that was episode nine. That was the penultimate episode. Yeah. With David. okay, all right, sorry. Episode yeah, yep, yeah, episode nine. So I know no, he's eight. eight there's only nine episodes. Sorry, episode eight. You're right. Yeah, right, okay. Right, right. okay. So I thought it was ten episodes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, episode eight, I knew everything that was going to happen in that episode. Right. Like, basically, beginning to end, you know, I, I know the where we're going with all of it. Yeah. Um, I, with all that knowledge, did not once, while I was watching the show, was I thinking about the game. And I think that's a testament to, like, even though yeah. I know everything that should happen, I'm 100% invested and... Um, enthralled, maybe for lack of a better word, like like I am. The show has one hundred percent of my attention. Yeah, like I'm not thinking about the fact that I know the next thing that's going to happen. I'm right, just right. watching mm-hmm. it, and like I'm in. Um, yeah. so that I haven't had that before. Like I can't, I can't think of another show where I knew everything that was going to happen before it was going to happen because I read the book. Right. Um, but but with that. And knowing that the show did so well, I have to imagine that if you had no idea, that show must have been fucking nailing it, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, and, and, and like you're saying, I think that's the biggest barometer. You know, like you said, we can't erase it, so we don't really know. And I think that's probably the closest thing where you can, like, you know, put a thermometer in and be like, "Well, it hit that, so that's some that must mean something, right?" Like you said, like we can't because we can't be like, "Well, you know, I'm tr- I'm flipping the also a switch in my brain." Oh, you know what? It was great. Yeah. And then I switch it back, right? Like, it just, that's the closest thing you can get to. Um, I think, I, first, I thought the, I, I don't know. I thought the finale was a little rushed. Even episode nine, eight, I thought it was, both the last two episodes were a little rushed. And so then after the both episodes ended, I asked Sydney, I was like, hey, Sid, so like, like 100%, did you feel any kind of rush? Like, that, did, did everything happen at a pace that you thought, you know, it should go? And she said, yeah, that felt like a normal TV show. Like, it, it felt like exactly what, it would, you know, like I didn't feel like anything was like, wow, that was, they just blazed through that because, of course, she didn't know what was going on, but right. she was like, yeah, I didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. That just felt like a regular old TV show. And the the final line, she was, you know, her and her, her sister uh, popped in to watch the very last 20 minutes because they weren't going to watch something after. And we explained to her, like, what was going on. And she watched that last bit where he, you know, the, the final line, and she goes, Oh my! You know, her her sister and her were like, "Oh my god! Holy shit! Like that's it! Like that just cut!" You know, like yeah, that's exactly how it is in the game too. And she's like, "Whoa! Like that's crazy!" And so it's just cool to see those kind of things. I mean, I know I haven't been. I played it in twenty nineteen, I think, but I think I knew of that last bit. And so to see, you know, to be living with that for the last four years for sure, and then maybe even longer, and then to see it hit with the same wall up to a whole new group of people is, you know pretty cool i think yeah you know what's funny another thing that like i I had a thought and then i had to like check myself a little bit was that like Mm -hmm. i wanted the moment that you said the big reaping and sowing moment um Mm -hmm. like i was like 
Oh man, I wish there was a little more like. I wish that seemed a little more important, right? Right, because, right. Yeah. Because like like season two's gonna start and people are gonna be like, oh that like you know what I mean like it's not gonna register. But right. then like where I said I had to check myself was I was like. No, but we didn't either. That was a exactly. fucking nothing to us also. <laughs> it was just an MP, that, that NPC all the way. Right? Get out of the way. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I, was like, I guess they nailed it. I bet that. All right. So I saw I saw someone say, like, or you said they were going to treat it like they are. Oh, Somebody tweeted something. And they were like, we'll treat season two the same way we treated season one. We'll change some things. We'll keep some things. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, ultimately, yeah. that probably means, like, everything's mostly going to stay the same. We're going to give you some extra bits here and there. You know what I mean? Some yeah, like a little movie will see, like, world like a, Yeah, like a certain cult leader, maybe, like, an opening with a certain cult leader, right, that we don't even see in the game, right? Yeah. Or maybe we spend more time in in a different part of Seattle, right? Like, that's, you know, like yeah. I can't imagine they're going to change big chunks, the um, only thing I saw someone said they could change, and I was like, they totally could, and I hope they don't. Um, but, like, I could see where, if you're making the show, you're like, I kind of want to change it. Um, is the 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 big uh, the big thing. They were mm-hmm. like, chron- you could show it chronologically, you could show it blah, blah, blah. Like, you could frame it the same way the, the part the two is framed. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, no. Like, I, the thing is, is that, like, I can see why the show would maybe be, like, we just want to show everything chronologically so that there's no um, backtracking. Yeah. Um, but, like, and especially because that that thing, uh, the backtracking bit, um, pissed off a lot of fucking people. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of people that played the games were very unhappy with that. Yeah. But... Um, Personally, I think that shit is is perfect. I think it like I think it's perfect. I think so of... too. So I'm hoping to God they don't change it. But yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm gonna... like if I'm making the show, I could see where part of you is like, we could just do it this way instead. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna activate the the spoiler cone for two minutes. So if you don't want to hear anything for two minutes, I'm gonna go activate it now. Ding. Okay. I think everything. You're, you're exactly right. I think it's perfect the way it is. I think coming into the game and knowing and like sort of Joel and Ellie are sort of on, on the outs for some reason, and then. Yeah. He gets murdered, but she still, like, cares, of course, right? But then you see that she found out. She got pissed. And then at the very, very end of the game, right as she's about to kill Ellie, you realize that they had come to an agreement that they were going to try and mend their relationship. And I think that final thing at that moment is what makes the whole game just fucking sting like nothing else, right? Because you realize that the reason she's doing this wasn't just because she loves Joel, it's because that she had a chance to mend something and it got taken out like literally like the next day, right? And she's going to have to live with the fact that she could have had more time with Joel and she didn't because she was upset. And she, you know, you you know, it's like forgiving somebody and you're like, oh, good, we're back on good terms. You're my friend. And then they get killed, right? And you're just like, no, you just robbed me of two things. And so I think them doing it that way would be perfect. And I think them putting, you know, just them, you know, from when she finds out and the dance and that scene and then Joel being killed would be a disservice, I think. Right, for sure. And I like, and also the uh, switching to Abby after you get that, like you, you're so against Abby, right? Exactly, that's the peak, right? And like, kills Jesse and you're like, I hate her so much, right? 
Yeah. And so, like, you, like I said, like, you, um, you're so against her, but she, I think it uses that to its advantage to get some things across. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I'm hoping, because, like, that's the thing that pissed people off, is they did yeah. not want to play as that character. Um, and so, like, I'm hoping to God that they still keep that when that is. Right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I we get to the midway point, and then mm-hmm. we go back, and I'm hoping that stays the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, same. So, Cone's up. Yep, anyway, it was about yeah. a two-minute break. No. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I really like the season. I can't wait for season two. It just sucks that it's two years away, but, you know, you kind of get it. It's just it's just a big series, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. It's not people in... It's not, there's not a lot of things you can do on a soundstage, right? You have to be out and about. And I was telling um, a friend, I was like, it's going to be so fucking hard to film, right? Because I was like, you know that first episode in Boston, right? Where, you know, they're outside on the highway and you can see like these buildings dilapidated all around you, right? And then after mm-hmm. that, they go to like out in the wilderness. They're out in the wild, right? So you, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to film. But I'm sure Boston, you have to get CGI and you have to empty out city blocks and you have to put up, you know, all these fake apocalypse. And I was like, <sighs> game two is Seattle the whole time with that. And it's raining. So, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, for real. The, um, that's one cool thing about the, the podcast that they, they talk about, and I think they talk about it after, like in the little after episode, I think of one of them, which is that the uh, the scene with the bloater. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, they're like, yeah, we just fucking basically took over a whole street, mm-hmm. like 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 we just built like all these little houses like in a hurry, and we made this whole cul de sac, and we put everything there, and we got like the you know what I mean, and I was like, that's amazing that you do that. For a show, like I, I guess, like if you're into movies, you probably know that's a thing that happens more often. But like to me, I'm like that's such a wild, like. <sighs> all right, I'm gonna say this, and I don't mean it, but like it's such a wild waste of money. Like, and it's not <laughs> a waste because it's great. But like, there's movie. It doesn't matter anything in my life that you were ever gonna get me to do. You're like, all right. So the thing is, we just want to make like. We want to do something for 10, 15 minutes, right? Like, mm-hmm. we want to do this thing for 10, 15 minutes. But um, to really do it as good as we possibly could, we're going to need to spend a bunch of money and, like, weeks and weeks getting ready for it. Mm-hmm. And we're just, you know what I mean? I'd be like, it's just not worth it. Like, we'll just get the slightly shittier version. How about that? <laughs> like, but, like, they're like, no, we just build all these houses. We set up this whole road. To look like how we want it to look so that way we can have trucks and shit driving through. And I was like, who greenlights this? I'm like, yo, this is Hideo Kojima fucking mocap in a horse. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it works perfect. And it's The episode's great. And I'm sure if they didn't take the time to do all that, a lot of that stuff looks less good or falls flat. And they can't film it the same way. So, I mean, it's there for a reason. But, like, every time, I'm like, yeah, I can't believe they do this. Yeah, you just go, <laughs> like, like, damn. Like, okay, like, you know, it's the magic, you know, I'm glad they're doing this magic trick, but it's still, you go, damn. And then, like, uh, Barry, the, the, the freeway scene, like, he's like, yeah, we just had to block off part of the freeway. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? 
what does that mean? Like, like I, I just like, I mean, I get it, but like, I can't believe that's a thing. Like, I can't believe I could be on my way home from work and then be like, oh, fuck, they're shooting a movie up here. I got to reroute. Like, the mm-hmm. fuck? Oh, man. It's wild, the things that, that go into making a movie when you don't really think about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's all, like, if someone asked you, you'd be like, I guess they just have to close the road down. You know what I mean? Like, in, but like. Just hearing that that is legitimately what they do, you're just like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this shit is so expensive every mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Last of Us, I'm gonna give it eight and a half out of ten. Ever you said eight out of ten? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'll be interested to to hear. Like, I think, I think my dad, and my stepmom are gonna watch it. Um, and I would, I'd be very interested to see what they think because they don't have any sort of background knowledge of it. Oh, um, oh. so. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let us, yeah, bring it, you know, when, if they do watch it, let me know. Cause I would love to hear like from a, just from like straight up, like, I have no idea. Tell me what you thought. Right. Right. So yeah. So yeah. Um, but it was, it was great. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did not feel like any of it was a waste of time. I, um, Nice. Yes, it was. It was all solid. So, um, did you want to touch on any of this other stuff very quickly, or did, um, uh, we we'll push just, it to next week? Um, I just do the Oscars real quick, five minutes. Okay. Um, just to, to, to summarize it. Um, so the Oscars were this past Sunday, or no, a week ago, two Sundays ago. Um, and it, everything everywhere all at once was one big. Um, yes, it didn't. It, it it didn't just win big. It won like historically big. It was like the first movie to win, like three acting categories and best picture and best director and best screenplay like it's the first time that's ever happened um there has been a movie that's won three of the acting ones but it didn't win best picture so this is like the most awarded movie like what was the one that the three acting ones uh network so it was a movie called network about yeah yeah. and so then it's funny because that year rocky won best picture so it's like the feel-good movie won best picture but then the acting one was the other one um and so then this year yeah it's like it won all the oscars it won all of the like, it's like they said it's like the most awarded movie of all time, like from like cumulatively. Like I think if you go to IMDb, I'm sure you know how. I don't know if you ever go to a movie on everything on IMDb, but it says like all the awards they won. Excuse me, I'm got my hiccups. It has like the nominations as well, and this mm-hmm. it has 352 wins and 338 nominations total. Like that they did. Ooh. So overall, they were nominated for 600 awards. So, won seven Oscars. It's like the most awarded movie ever, right? But the reason I wanted to mention it, you know, there were a couple of other surprises, you know, um, Best Sound, Top Gun, Visual Effects, Avatar, All Quiet on the Western Front want, like, technical ones, like score and cinematography and stuff. Um, But it's just crazy because, you know, if you go, hey, the Oscars, the most awarded movie of all time, you'd probably see something like Saving Private Ryan, right? Or, like, Titanic. Titanic or Schindler's List, right? Like, Like, the quote, quote, you know, um the godfather right like right. The, the, like when you think of like yeah, the the movie right but in this movie people have butt plugs when they fight karate you know a multi-dimensional <laughs> villain beats the shit out of a cop with giant bloody dildos right there's yeah. hot dog fingers right there's all you know, the paper cuts in the fingers is like a way to activate your superpower right like it's it's all this it's, it's like it's the most like, if you would have told me when I saw this back in April, and I talked about it here, I was like, it's fantastic. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's been my favorite movie since then, and it was last year. And you were like, what are the odds that it wins Best Picture? I would have been like, 5%, maybe 10 <laughs> right? 
because 10 would have been my max. I would have been like 10, maybe 15 if you, you know, get a couple of drinks in me kind of thing. Just because this isn't the kind of movie that wins that kind of stuff, right? Even right. if the movie's really good, eventually they just go, like, get out. They would go. It's a crowd well, favorite. Know, yeah, it's, a, it's very good. We'll just give it original screenplay and we'll let the big boys play with the actual big awards, right? Like, right. um... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Have you ever heard of that one? Do you know what that is? Uh, I've never seen it, but it's uh, Jim Carrey, right? Yeah, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, they are a couple, but then they break up. And so the pain is so much that they go to, through this sci-fi procedure that erases the other person from your mind, right? Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is that in the middle of his, Jim Carrey's like, no, I don't want to erase her. I want to keep her. And so it becomes a chase through the mind where he's trying to hide from the machine, but it's like, mm. you know, it's like within his mind. It's like Inception, right? And it's like one of the best movies ever made. It's one of my top five favorite movies ever. I love the way it uses memory and it, and it, and it visualizes things that you can know that you do through memory, right? And it was critically loved. It was beloved. All I got was the Oscar for best original thing. Even though it's better <laughs> than the best picture for that year, Million Dollar Baby, but the reason that happens is because they go, well, you know, it's kind of crazy, right? There's like weird stuff in it. There's like stuff memories <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, let's just give it to the boxing movie by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, let's just do that. Just do that. Just do that. Right? And right. so it, I think it signifies a big. Scary. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's he's scary, being but... serious. What, what do we do with that? Okay, Winslet, she has a bunch of. So Kate Winslet throughout the movie changes her hair color like all the time. So sometimes she's wearing red hair, purple hair, blue hair, green hair. It's because she, she that's like her her personality quirk. Oh, she changes colors. Like, oh, that's wacky. That's so wacky. We can't give best picture to that. And so mm -hmm. they you just they just go here. Best original screenplay. Get out. Best original screenplay. Here you go. Your weird movie about race and comedy and horror. Yeah, sure. And so I think this is a big changing of the guard. Where yeah, sure you run into movies like Coda or Nomadland, but then you also run into stuff like Parasite now, or even Moonlight, or even this right where you go. Yeah. These aren't the movies that were winning twenty years ago. And it's kind of, you know, refreshing to see because then maybe next year we'll have one where it's like, you know, a movie about South African karate kids who, you know, start a new school for the blind or something. Right. right. It, 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 it could be anything. And I think that's what makes it so exciting because before, you know, you would watch a movie, you would, or at least I would I'd watch a movie and I'd be like, that was really good. And I would love for the Oscars to give a shit about movies like this, but they never used to. And so yeah. I think now I, it's I mean. I, I know you like it, but like in your head, you're like everything everywhere all wants really good, but like I mean they're gonna give it to something like Fablemans. Like you know exactly. what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> like, Dude, if these two movies come out in the year two thousand one, Fablemans does a clean sweep, right? And I like Fablemans, you know, but it's it's what you said, it's a more of a traditional Although not so much, because some weird shit happens. And as I, as I read tweets about it, I'm like, that was fucking weird. Why did Spielberg do that? What is he trying to say about <laughs> His role in filmmaking and upholding anti-Semitism. What what is he trying to say? Why is Seth Rogen and his dad filming their mom dancing in front of a car's headlights? What is going on here? What kind of edible bullshit is that? But anyway, <laughs> so that movie's a lot weirder than you think. It's it's the more I sit with it, the more I'm like, that movie was fucking Spielberg is a freak. Anyway, so it, yeah, it, it's just exciting, right? Because then now you know you could watch a movie and you could be like, dude, this could win something. Like, I know it won't, but John Wick's getting great reviews, John Wick 4, and I'm not saying they'll be nominated for Best Picture, but Top Gun was, right? And if you would have told yeah. me that this time last year, hey, Top Gun's going to be nominated for Best Picture, I would have been like, holy shit, no way. 
And the same thing, like, no, no, no. You could easily be like, hey, by the way, you know, John Wick 4, it's so good. There's not many for Best Picture. I'd be like, no way. It's John Wick It's 4, right? right? But I think this new, they either change the voting or maybe the, 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 the pool is younger. But it feels nice and it feels refreshing that this is the outcomes now. Mm-hmm. The uh, I see you have here though, uh, real quick before we go, because I, I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the biggest surprise, and I think the biggest surprise to me isn't that it went to everything everywhere all at once. It's that I, it should not have been her. Like so, Jamie, oh yes, yes, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis won, supporting actress, yeah. And I'm like, how? Stephanie Sue was great. Like yes, she was such a great. How did how did Jamie Lee Curtis win? And not to say that Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't good, but like ultimately Jamie Lee Curtis is just kind of like. I mean, she is intimidating, like, right? Right, but she's right, she, but, but right. like anybody can be intimidating. Hey, fucking uh, God, what's that dude's name? Fucking Bogdan, uh, whatever Boban Ibrahimovic, oh, or whatever the fuck his name is, in John, John Wick. Like he was oh, yeah. intimidating. He's <laughs> not up weird. for fucking best supporting actor. Hey, Wick, here's a book. Don't kill me with me, okay? <laughs> but, no, I know exactly what you mean, yeah, because the whole movie hinges on Stephanie's performance, and it works because she is awesome in it, and it should have been her. Right. And, yeah, like, it just... I mean, I, I was telling Sydney, it was like, oh, God, it should And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes, you know, they sometimes they give them as, like, a career achievement awards, and sometimes they're actual yeah. for real. So for Jamie, you know, I've just, I was like, in my mind, she got it for Freaky Friday or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that has to be. Yeah. Um, they're like, don't worry, Stephanie, we'll catch you on the next one. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the Oscars. Um, yep. The other thing I'll be interested to say <laughs> is that uh, this weekend, this upcoming weekend, um, so like a week from today, um, I will be... I'm like 99% sure that it, my my dad will be watching Top Gun Maverick. So we'll see. Nice. The thing is, nice. my dad has been super against this movie. Like he... Mm-hmm. Every time someone tells him how good Top Gun Maverick is, he's like, I don't know. Um, and I think it's because... And I was like, I told Kaylin about it. And I was like, I mean, really, like that's first Top Gun. Like other than like the raw, raw USA military shit. Like it's, it's kind of like a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you know... Like I, I was iffy about Top Gun after watching, or I was iffy about Maverick after watching the first Top Gun, and I'm like, you know, I'm sure it's great because everyone said it's great, but that first one was not very good, and like I don't know how they're gonna return it. And I was like, but I can only imagine that if you actually saw Top Gun like 30 years ago, you're like, there's no fucking way a good movie comes out of this. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Like we're revisiting a trash movie 30 years later. Like stop it. <laughs> exactly yep yep so it'll be interesting i hope i hope he uh i hope i hope top gun maverick conquers the uh the the barriers the mental barriers um oh yeah, yeah. well yeah well let so. yeah let us know next time we record because I, you know i'm always down to talk about maverick so especially yeah. somebody who would be hopefully fingers crossed a maverick convert you can be an actor he'd be like that was actually really good they got me <laughs> yeah so yeah um so yeah, that's the episode for this week. Uh, if you want to catch me, and catch me at T Money Bags. I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Later. Peace.